This is Keaton Southard, and you're listening to UND Football 360. Hawks outpaced the racers down the home stretch. This week, they landed Vermillion to face a red hot coyote squad. No bow, it's UND USD week, and this is UND Football 360. This is UND Football 360, Shannon Schweiger. Former Fighting Sioux All-American Kelly Howard, 2001 National Champ, Matt Nelson. We're a podcast. We talk about tackle football. And fellas, we have a great matchup this week. Number 10, University of North Dakota versus number 6, University of South Dakota. An old-fashioned grudge match. I wrote about it in my game review from this week. Has... I don't think these teams have ever been rated this high when they played each other, have they? I don't think so. And no way. It's it. It seems like it's bringing us bringing me back to the old days too, where it's all you, UND is always usually playing for something at the end of the season. Well, we're playing for something right now. Maybe not a conference championship, but we're this is a big game. Means mm. possible seed, playoff implications. What more do you want at the end of the season, though? I mean, we're in position right. to to. Have a great football game on Saturday. Well, and we've got a great show lined up for you. Probably our best ever. I know I say that every week. <laughs> probably our best ever. Um, we've got the Kelly Howe Agency Rewind. We're going to take a look at UND's win over Murray State. Uh, last weekend, we're going to look around the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Things are heating up in the race. All, playoff implications all across the board. Uh, we do not have a Development Homes 360 guest, but we will thank Development Homes. Then in our second segment, Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview, we'll get you ready for kickoff from the Dakota Dome. Bob likes to get things kicked off early. It's a 12 p.m. start. Bob gets to bed early. Um, we're going to talk about Bob Nielsen, the success that he has had. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, we make light of a lot of things because Bob is a really uh, good guy. He's a good coach. He was getting a lot of heat last year. Look what he's done this year last year had a lot to do with scheduling we'll talk about that a little right. bit um, but South Dakota is certainly the surprise team uh, of the Missouri Valley this year we'll have the Hail Mary quiz um, Kelly and Matt's picks by Rumors Sports Bar Grill and Casino we're going to thank our sponsors first Rumors Sports Bar Grill and Casino Billy and the boys will have the game on this week uh, it's a noon kickoff. Get there early. Kegs and eggs. I'm not sure they have that. <laughs> but you can make up your own. Just order off the menu, and you can make your own kegs and eggs. Uh, Development Homes Incorporated of Grand Forks, the Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, Kelly Howe Agency, Nodak Mutual Insurance, Interstate Industrial, and our newest UND Football 360 sponsor, the Toasted Frog. Um, let's get the Kelly Howe Agency Nodak Mutual Insurance Rewind started, and we're going to hear from Kelly Howe himself. First of all, always got to get the update on how things are going over at the Kelly Howe Agency. Going well. Yeah, getting better and fun. I like it. Having fun, meeting people, and, yeah, learning the business. There's a lot that goes into it. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. It's a important thing to have you know you gotta everyone's gotta have it and it's in, it's very important so yeah you know it's going going good i'm having fun and uh enjoying getting out and meeting people and 
getting out of the office more, Shannon. Yeah, well, it, that's that's know? what you got to do. You can't you cannot sell insurance in your office. You got to get out where Correct. the people are. <laughs> kind of like raising money. You that's cannot right. <laughs> raise money in your office. If you try, you're going to fail. You got to get out where the people are. Well, let's let's get right into that 45-31 UND victory. Records were falling. Tommy Schuster, uh, the Missouri Valley Offensive Player of the Week, set a new career touchdown pass record. Seth Anderson, the Missouri Valley Football Conference Offensive Lineman of the Week. Things were clicking offensively. We're going to talk both sides of the ball. Let's talk offense first, fellas. That's the best place to start because right. they were on. Yeah. They were dialed in, it Matt. Looked, it looked good. Oof. Yeah, for, 45 points, 500-plus yards. Um, we punted once, and really we punted because I think – I mean, we didn't even need to punt. There were opportunities to move that ball, too, and I, I rewatched the one series where we punted. Like, what the heck happened? Mm-hmm. You know, that's how good the game was, and there were actually chances there before on the two plays we didn't convert on that series. So, very good. Um, very impressive. rushing. Yeah, the offense was just – it was methodical. If they did what they needed to do, and I, I put it in my write-up. They picked up the defense. The defense didn't have their best day. They started okay, but they did not have their best day. The offense picked them up. That's team football. That's the way it goes. Some some weeks, they got to score 45 to win a game. Yeah, and so. it goes back and forth, and, and good teams are able to do that. But, um, you know, I would have liked to see our defense really hold a little bit stronger in the second half, um, you know, because down the road, you know, sometimes our offense isn't going to click and our defense is going to have to uh, shut them down. So, uh, but offense, boy, 228 in rushing, 6.2 yards per carry, um, average per rush. So, um, nothing, that, that those are great stats. You're going to win a ball. You have a good chance of winning a football game if, if you throw up those numbers. Isaiah Smith, 21 carries, 153 yards. Breakout day for Isaiah. Yeah, he looked good. He was strong. He was... I like the way when we salted it away at the end, the uh, third, fourth quarter, it was his show, and he was really running strong, dragging guys. He was finding the holes. They, they went to a little counter counter blocking scheme, it looked like, and to try to get it going, and then they um, were going wider, a little bit wider, but then what he was what Isaiah was doing is finding the hole, the cutback lane, mm-hmm. doing real well with the cutback stuff. And so, yeah, he's he's getting stronger because like they didn't use him a lot early. So I think his legs are probably still fresh this time of the year. Yeah. yeah. And kudos to Kate Borud. That was not an ineligible receiver downfield. Kate, uh, Kate right. was just getting ready for the celebration. He thought we were going into score. So right. <laughs> we're going to give Kate the benefit of the doubt on that. And, again, you know, I, I joke about it. But that's inevitable when – Right. When Tommy scrambled in like that, you're going to get somebody downfield. Yeah, it, it happens. I wasn't worried about that at all. I haven't, I haven't written in my notes, protection was an A. I thought it the was protection fantastic. was great. Yep. You know, Seth Anderson, the Missouri Valley Offensive Lineman of the Week, he's getting better as the season goes on. We knew we knew we were getting a player in him, but it just took a while for him to get acclimated to UND, and now we're you know, reaping the fruits of the labor right now because he's put in the work and – now he's playing very good football. And Tommy was doing public relations with his wideouts. Nick Kupfer, two touchdown grabs, one each for Jack Wright, Wesley Elador, and Jaden Norby. He was spreading the ball around. And Jaden Norby has no friends. There was nobody within 20 yards of him. What a great play call. <laughs> yeah, leaked him out back across. That one's tough, man. I mean, we've hard to defend, that one's yeah. been around for 40 years, and has it ever been? stopped when it, you only run it once or twice a year right you don't prepare for it ever <laughs> right. 
it just works. It just works. Okay. <laughs> it just is what it is, right? But yeah, Tommy Tommy was unbelievable. He ever since that Northern Iowa game, I think he got a little wake up call. He wasn't he wasn't himself. He wasn't on that day, and I think he probably, if you had to ask him, he's probably disappointed, right, in his which, own play. Which you want those results from a game like that. If you have a right. disappointing game, you want you want a positive result out of it, oh. and that we're getting that out of him. That's, he's been outstanding. He, he's putting us in the right spots. And now, the right. more I learn about this offense, the more you know, the more questions I ask, I find out it's a lot of RPO. Mm-hmm. There's always a pass attached to every run, and those when he's run when we're running. It's because he's giving it correctly, okay? And he, sure, he might be wrong once a game or a couple times, whatever. But the point is he's reading it and he's giving it correctly. When he pulls it and you see the quick pass in the flat, the quick RPO stuff, that's because he's reading it correctly. He, here, it's all under Tommy. Right. Okay, and it's interesting how this works. I didn't realize there was that much going on every single play. Very, very 2023 football, let's just call it that. It is. It's yeah. so dynamic. And another yeah. result a statistic of, the, of a result of that, 9 for 11 on third down conversions. I mean, that, that's a strong percentage. Probably one of our highest this year, yeah. I want to say. And we didn't go to fourth down at all during this game. So no fourth down. We didn't have to go to our fourth and one package. You know, so, <laughs> so But it just shows you how efficient our offense all right. Was on right. Saturday. And, fellas, correct me if I'm wrong here. I saw a stat, and this goes to my lack of show prep right here, but I thought I saw a stat where North Dakota is number four. Is it in the country in third down efficiency? Oh, boy, yep. Yeah. I, I think, think they're, they're up there. They're, they're up there, top five. Yep. Yeah, we're top five. Um, top yeah, five. very good, and very good in the red zone. And I put a tweet last night. You see that tweet? It was interesting. South Dakota has only been in the red zone 22 times. Like, we've been in the red zone 39 times. Defense. Yeah, they're, they're playing defense. defensive football. And that's what my point was. I said, they're 7-2. and two. I wasn't putting them down. I'm saying, right. these guys are 7-2. and two. They've only been in the red zone 22 times. Like, for comparison, NDSU was like 42. Yeah. UND was 39, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're 7-2. and two, So, that's I put that's some team ball they're playing. Yes. And I mean by that, I mean, hey, all right, don't take a chance. Punt them deep. Let's play defense. We'll take a chance on our next drive. Nope, didn't work. <laughs> Punt them deep. Take a chance <laughs> on our next drive, right? Well, right. they're winning games. Okay. Yeah. Are we ready to turn to the defense? Yeah. I'm going to blow sunshine. <laughs> I'm going to blow a little sunshine and a little angst before yeah. we get rolling. I'm going to blow sunshine and say Wyatt Pedigo is a man on a mission. Yeah. Um, great performance once again. Um, I know we are going to discuss the fourth quarter because, you know, holding a lead has uh, been an issue the last few weeks um, with the defense. Um, but we also have to discuss because that's what we do here on this show um, the seven men in stripes were a little embarrassing on the P.I. calls down the stretch. And then they missed the obvious P.I. against the Hawks when they should have called it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not being a homer. I'm being right. objective. I'm going, well, that's a first down because the Hawk defender tore the jersey off the racer and we had a no call. Again, being an official is hard. It's a lot right. of work. But holy cow. They are professionals, supposedly. They it's not like we're, yeah. it's our kids' game and you yeah, know, the, the refs this, are volunteering. This They're not. Is, this They're getting is paid not for work, being Tuesday night Little League Baseball with a 14-year-old umpire. Right. Okay. Right? Well, they, the problem at the end there, they just started – they let it get – they didn't – you know, if I'm a ref, okay, and I notice what Murray State's doing, okay, 
they know they need to get back in it. So we're just going to throw fades, go routes. They think they threw 10 or 11 in a row. Okay. All go routes. Well, all right. Hey, I actually, if I'm Murray State, I don't mind. It's right. one-on-one. We got to do something, right? We got to get back in this game. Oh, but, we got the call. Oh, yeah, sweet. after we'll we see, yeah, after we <laughs> see we get the call, okay, then we're going to keep doing it. Okay, now if you're the ref, you got to start to understand. You got to, okay, this is what they're doing. Um, it's not, I got to probably do a little comparison. This isn't pass interference every single time. Okay, now we've called a couple and they were both questionable. They're going to keep doing this. Let's regroup here mentally quick and say, all right, let's just make sure that actually pass interference because they're going to be coming after the two back side judges and the back judge. Murray State was coming after them. We're just going to keep throwing it. We expect you to throw a <laughs> flag. Okay? I mean, that's what it was down to. Make they complained. Yep. Yeah, they Make threw their hands right up. in front of the ref. Oh, God. <laughs> they threw their hands up. They were complaining after all 11 or 10, whatever yes. it was. I mean, it was like, okay, now this is getting – And they were right on the last one. No, they, they got one or two of them yeah. right, and they, they were, were hand right. – but they're hand fighting, and they're, you know, it's And the like, one they didn't right. get, um, the last one, is probably – Yeah, when Hembry grabbed when his jersey. Henry, Devin yeah. grabbed his jersey. Well, by that time, they were probably fatigued and said, we can't keep throwing these flags because well, they threw so many. It's like – I started watching real time, um, um, not necessarily the game clock, but the – but the real time following this, I wanted to get that game over with. I, there was games I wanted right. to watch, and right. those <laughs> PIs were really holding up my uh, football watching. Well, let's wow. let's take a look at that <clears throat> defensive uh, effort, and let's break that down. The game was in hand, 24 to three at halftime. Everything looked um, to be in hand. Looked like the route was going to be on. Pass interference on a fourth and 24, and from there mm. things discombobulated. Yeah, well, we've mentioned it before. Our team really thrives on momentum, good and bad, right? So that was a momentum killer for us on defense where we just psychologically, we just weren't able to recover from that. We got them pinned deep, fourth and hey. whatever. And we just, for whatever reason, uh, we cracked after that. Here's, what, what, here's what we need to share with these um, young men. I don't know if they listen to the show. I hope they don't. Yeah. But the point being, um, you know, one thing the Hawks have to do is something Kelly always preaches about. Kelly always says, don't let a team beat you twice. Don't take your loss into the next week. What you got to do on an unfortunate situation like um, not getting off the field on 4th and 24 is put it behind you. What the Hawks did was give up a touchdown run yeah. right after yeah. that. We've seen that over and over again. And here's where I want to go because, you know, I'm the chumbalone on this show. I didn't play a high level of football. Uh, my football knowledge is very low. The nachos and the beer are why I go to football <laughs> games. But what we need to tell these young men is if you're ever going to be married someday, you better learn to adjust because marriage and raising a family is one compromise after another. You're going to lose every day. You better be ready to win the next one. I've been married almost 35 years. You guys have been married a long time. Obviously, I'm making light, but it is true. The comparisons are if you don't shift gears, if you don't have a short memory in marriage, you're not going to be very happy. And on the football field, you better have a short memory. Big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> big part of it. It's tough. Yeah. yeah it's, it is tough. You know, that, hey, that fourth and 24, I, I did the write up on it. I watched it 25 times. Okay. Let's discuss this now. Okay. Everyone played it wrong, in my opinion. Okay. But it was the call that was sent in. So it was a bad call. Okay. Sorry. You just got to call it what it is. It's a bad call. I don't know what the call is. It must have been quarters, man to man down at the bottom. 
but the man to man we're playing like five yards. It's fourth and twenty four. What like what are we do? like? Okay, give them a <laughs> okay. Now I'm getting fired up. The safeties were at ten yards. It's fourth and twenty four. Right. Okay, but we, they're not bailing. They were at ten yards catching, like coming up. What? It's for like what are we? Where? At some game, point, game me, recognition. Yeah. Where are you, where are awareness. You at? Awareness. Mentality. Just game knowledge. Okay. Of what? what the but but then is. even then. But the call should have been in the – I don't know what the call is, if they sent in quarters or man. Okay, so let's say they're man-to-man on the outside, which I think they were. Quarter look, but it's basically loose man because if a guy – you have a slot guy right across from you, it's man-to-man. Okay, I mean, they're coming at you. You know that. Unless they wheel. Well, then if they wheel, you're going over the top, whatever. They're not going to wheel on fourth and 24. So, um, but <laughs> I'm just watching this play over and over again. We didn't even give ourselves a chance. To get this, we rush three, which I'm okay with, right. because we got the play before we rush four, and we got a sack for minus 14 yards, whatever it was. So we the the three we're yep. gonna get something going enough to get the let's say to get the ball out in three seconds, and, three and or four seconds, we right? Were do, we we're doing pretty well all game. Up front. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, the rushing three is good. We dropped one. We spied. Okay, mm-hmm. I got that because because uh, Williams will take off running. All right, I get the so now we got seven left. That makes sense. The two inside linebackers, just one widened and dropped, one dropped. They didn't cover anyone. They were just kind of like hole dropping, like, hey, I'm going to cover my area. Okay. But they weren't affecting a throw at all was my problem. They should have been tra- They should have been trailing the slot receiver up the field, go find him, trail him up the field so that now Williams has to drop it in a bucket, right? He has to throw it over the linebacker, drop it in. They weren't doing that either. So they're just kind of standing there. So now we're we're pretty much essentially man to man, four on four on fourth and twenty four. No brackets. What I mean, I don't. I just don't understand why we. Why why weren't our safeties at eighteen to twenty and just kind of hanging around back there? Tackle them for twenty three yards. We get the ball back. You know what I mean? That's why I didn't understand what we were doing. And that's and I then th- so I... then then okay, I'm almost done ranting, but. Then the next part is, okay, you send in the play, I get it. You run the play, right? I ran every play that was ever sent in when I played. Great. I just run it. But run it correctly. You don't, that doesn't, when he sends in quarter or whatever, you're playing quarters, that doesn't mean you have to stand at 10 yards when it's fourth and 24. You can start getting out of there. They're not going to get mad at you if you line up at 15 and start backpedaling and bailing and just taking a big picture of the whole thing, seeing who's going where, and then boom, you react when the ball's in the air. Knock it down, we get the ball back, right? There was nothing. It was like four robots out there doing the call that didn't adjust at all to what the down and distance and the God damn I mean I'm going that's why I'm so it was so upset with that play. I'm going thirty thousand foot view here. Is it a result of not doing all the checks that we used to do and simplifying our defense where okay, we're just gonna line up and play and then have we simplified it to a point where okay we're we're just going to pl- run run the play and that's what we do we're not going to think about the situation because before when we had a check defense okay what what's a down and distance where well, are we at Where's they lined the up in, they lined up in a even for twin you know two by two look 
they get that all game. I mean, it's like I, I don't care what you. I'm send. just trying to make sense of it. Did we? Oh, where where we shouldn't just have out, been that? Were we just out there like, okay, all right, this is what we got. We're going to run this, and we weren't oh. really thinking down and distance. We weren't thinking well, fourth. We got to be thinking. We got to be thinking down and distance there. And the other thing is, well, it was it was a pivotal. Well, but, pivot, it was a pivotal game, but how we because were, the route was on. The Hawks are moving the it was, ball. That was the other part. It was 31 to 10. It was 31 to when 10. When this happened. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If if the Hawks hold on fourth and 24, the way the offense is playing, they go down. It's 38 to 10. And oh. I got a question yeah. for you, Matt, um, because whatever coverage we were in, um, I know you were a linebacker. And when you get a mismatch, it's not fair <laughs> to put a linebacker in a mismatch like that. They have a role to play. They have an athleticism that goes to this extent, and what happened on fourth and 24, we had a mismatch, mm-hmm. and preventing a touchdown was the PI. Otherwise, it's a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Well, next play was a touchdown anyway. But anyway, it was like, but, right. well, and I noticed Caden Coppinen wasn't in either. He wasn't hurt, was he? Well, right. it, I, we'd have to go back and watch. You know, yeah, you never I think know it, what the I don't think he was. Yeah, he wasn't in. Okay, I mean, that's the next question would be why he wasn't in. But, you know, it was – Joel he was sending in a fourth and 24 call. He knows the down and distance. He knows the package that's in there. Right. But the call didn't even give us a chance. But then the next thing would be if I'm out there at safety and it comes in, you know, cover two, whatever, but give me the call. I don't care. I also know it's fourth and 24. I'm going to run your call the way it should be run on fourth and 24 is my point. Not the way if it was fourth and eight. Okay, yeah, I'm hanging around 10 yards, and I'm not backpedaling. I'm kind of waiting. Sure I'm going to break quick, ten, right. bam, and right. I'm going to hit because I know that ball's coming out quick because we're probably going to bring some form of pressure on fourth and eight. You know, we weren't going to bring any pressure, so you got to get back. You get it's going to take a little time. They're going to have they're going to be running at you. They're going to come. It's going to be three seconds at least before they get, and that's what it was. We didn't give ourselves a, my problem. We didn't even give ourselves a chance on that play from the call to the way we lined up to the way we executed it. It just and it was now it's thirty one seventeen. It should have been thirty one to ten. Our ball, total momentum. You know, five minutes left in like the third I said, quarter. The route is on. Yeah. Uh, Twenty eight second half points <clears throat> for the racers. Um, Going to turn to you guys again. What is the answer? What do you want to see from this defense? We've we've talked tackling. We look tired. We look tired. We look okay. tired. I don't know if you saw that, Matt, but my opinion is. All of a sudden, it started to – we lost our three-phase energy that we mm-hmm. talk about. Offense was given energy. Defense didn't have it, and they started to lose it. And they, I think they started to lose a little confidence, got a little tired. And all of a sudden, you, like, I go back to those – in the write-up, I went to those um, tunnel screens. We kept missing the tunnel screen. The first guy missed the tunnel screen guy. We could have tackled damn near everyone for one to three yards. Missed them, missed them. All of a sudden, it's dragging a guy, making the next guy miss, and it's gain of 13. You know, it was – I don't know. It looked like a tired team that was trying little, to get the game over. Yeah, we looked lethargic and, yep. and, you know, I think – Beat up, I maybe. Think beat up. Yep. But, you know, after that, after our, our fourth and 24, we just talked about it. Yep. I, I really do think we respond to momentum, and yep. I think we just have a lapse of, of – um, urgency sometimes on defense where okay we got we have to make the stop or or we we're, we get a, we get a little bit distracted a little by the by the game situation maybe a little overconfident that yeah oh yeah no way they'll get this fourth and 24 blah 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 mm-hmm. uh, it just something going on more than just what's on the field the attitude 
the 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 mentality, the mentality yeah. on the yeah. field. Something else is going on where we need these guys to step up. We need the the leadership, the senior leadership, the older guys on the field. Hey, they're done here. We got to stop them here. We need some fire to be created. When you don't have any enthusiasm, what's the best way to get enthusiastic? You need a guy out there hooting and hollering well, and getting the guys going. Who who was yelling? I, I don't know. I didn't. I'd probably go back and watch pre-snap. But was anybody yelling? Hey, hey, no, get fourth twenty-four B. You look over at the corners. Get back. Get back. Get, right. Hey, hey, hey. Get how back. 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 Communication. Back. Hey, how was line up? But bail, bail, bail. Right. You know, I mean, like talk. Like I, get out of there. Get, be smart. Here's the sticks. Everyone right. for you know, it like it wasn't loud there, so I know. No, that. no, right. but it's just it should have been like a, just a constant back and forth checking each other in the back end. Right. Like, hey, are we aligned right? Are we? Are you okay? You hey, understand? You got hey, him. They you got get, him. Right. Yeah. You're they got to get to here, guys. Right. They got to get all the way back here. So right. let's do, use our and heads. I really give them want, eighteen. I don't care. The second right. half, I just wasn't seeing that. That's right. where I'm trying to go. That I wasn't right. seeing that fire, that communication. Like, like, okay, we got this. It was just a little too lethargic for me, and I think yeah. we just get into those. It's the end of the year. Bad rhythms. Too. It's. We'll we, take that we into account. End of the year. We got a little bit of psychological fatigue, but. First half, we look pretty good, and yeah. then we have something kind of take us off the rails. Well, the end of the half, too, I now I'm 50-50 call, end of the half, the timeout we took. My opinion, it's a 100-0 call. You don't do it. But, hey, all right, he took the timeout. They scored then. Okay, that killed our momentum. It should have been 24-3. They were going to run one, 24-6 probably. They end up probably kicking a field goal, I bet. They take their timeout, kick field goal. Let's talk about that. Okay. Why did we take time? Do you guys watch it? Okay. 33 seconds left. We tackled their receiver. They walked up to the line, looked over at the sideline. Blah, 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 blah. Doody, doody, doody. 15, 14. I mean, they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And and I the announcers were even like, hey, they're really taking their time here. Um, you know, like. <laughs> Better hurry up. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, <laughs> so 10, 11, 9. I believe they were on the line. And Williams was yelling at the line at nine when we called the timeout. Snap gets off. He runs the play. Four to five left. We stopped that play, which they didn't even know what they were going to run. Well, my point is, why did we take timeout? Why were we worried about what we were going to do? They didn't even know what they were going to do. What are we going to check for? They don't even know what they were going to do. Like they were, they had two receivers, I think, two tight ends is what the formation was. Pretty easy, ace. I mean, let's just line up. Pretty easy, good in a cover two look. Go man, I don't care. Go man to man. It's on the five-yard line or whatever it is. You know, or no, that did, was on like the 11 or 12. Did one of our so, guys call timeout or what did it come from uh, the side Bubba, line? I think, called timeout. Okay. Just because he didn't – I think he got worried because he didn't know what they were going to do and we got to get our guys set up. All right, there's there's something to be said for that. Yes, I, I mean, it's not – but in my mind, <laughs> they, did, they, were, they were screwing this thing up. It, am I right? I mean, they were screwing this thing up by the second. Like, they should have ran a play with 20 seconds left, you know, and then because they had one timeout. So what happens, we call timeout. They come out, run a quick slant or a quick dig, whatever it was, curl, gain, get the first down because you could still get a first down. Call timeout because they still had their timeout. Right. So now they call timeout. Now they got one shot at the end zone. Beat us on a Adam, slant, <clears> touchdown. Adam Frazzle. That never would have happened. It never, it you know, happened. so that was – I. In my mind, you Whenever. let them. You line up, go man to man. I don't care. Bring six. Go man to man. Take your chances. They didn't even know what they were doing. We you know, sp- 
Whenever your opponent is defeating themselves, you don't interrupt them. Right. <laughs> you don't interrupt them when they're wow. making mistakes. So I think that was a momentum killer a little bit. I mean, obviously our offense did not get their momentum killed whatsoever. But I think on defense, you know, just you going know, into the half, dang it, should have yeah. been 24-3, 24-6. What you know? Matt says reminds me of my amateur baseball days <clears throat> when we played Fredonia. We used to always say, put the ball – Put the ball in play and let the Fredonia fires do the rest. Right. <laughs> let them throw it around a little bit. Um, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit, guys, and talk about injuries because we had uh, Luke Skokna um, first half. Not sure what it was um, when they say lower leg. I didn't see it. He didn't have a helmet with him. I don't know if he was concussed. I don't know what. Usually when a player – doesn't have his helmet anymore. That's what it is. But uh, post-game report was lower leg. I think he's okay. You think he's okay? Yeah, I think CJ, he's gonna, he'll be back. CJ got rolled up. Yeah, I think he'll be back. Punt. I think CJ was back in the game. He was he? standing. Well, he was standing there, ready to go. They, okay. they just—it's a long season. You yeah. don't need him. You don't need him in that game. Which, you know, knock so on wood, we didn't. We'll you know, I shouldn't say that, but uh, you, you know, we won. But we don't. I'm we're, glad they we're didn't put talk him back more, in. We'll yeah. talk more so. about those injuries. We'll also talk about Gavin. Zbarth Red Wilson. When we get to our 360 game preview, um, right now we are going to shift gears and get into our look around the Missouri Valley Football Conference because things are heating up. And our look around the Missouri Valley is brought to you by the Toasted Frog in Grand Forks and Fargo. And guys, um, the Frog. Uh, We've talked about it before. The The atmosphere is part of your night out. It's fantastic. Full bars at both place, places. Uh, entertainment just by watching uh, the drink menu being prepared. But what a great place to spend an evening out. The feedback I've gotten just in a week since partnering up with them has been amazing. Really? Yeah. Awesome. All people love it. Cool. Yeah. There are DMs, everything, reaching out, saying how much they love going there when they're in town. And obviously the regulars. Are there quite a bit when I've whenever I've been in there, same people <laughs> I've seen because of from being from Grand Forks. But um, yeah, oh, great job, John and them do an yeah. outstanding job, and I'm glad that, I'm glad he reached out because it it makes sense. They're huge, huge UND supporters. Well, and and you know, um, a high quality show like this needs high quality sponsors. This ain't no Google ads. <laughs> yeah, that's right, nice. Matt. I this mean, ain't Google ads. There's no we're no schleps. There's no Viagra. Fine dining. Yeah, we, right. That's we what I do. We yeah. don't <laughs> accept ads from Viagra or <laughs> yeah. Relief Factor. This is high quality. But um, you know, our sponsors again. Um, you just cannot beat the mission uh, of our sponsors, and mm. and we're very happy to have them on. And the Toasted Frog. I was watching uh, Kelly's. Um, Kelly's X feed. I was trying to think of what Twitter is called now. <laughs> his X feed, and as he's known on there, is Mr. Kelly Man. He commands a respect. <laughs> um, on there, you, Mr. You, Kelly Man. You have some outstanding followers, and you've picked up about three hundred followers in this season. We've, yeah. We're we're going to bust the fifty-five hundred mark right yep. here, and that's thanks to um, our listeners. Well, let's take a look around uh, the toasted. Frog Missouri Valley Football Conference. And last week, the Dakota Marker game playing for a rock. The Rabbits continue to roll 33 16 over the Bison. Yeah, it was about, about what we thought it was yeah. going to be. I think I, what did I predict? 34 24. I think when I talked on, uh, went on uh, Green and Gold show again last week, it was 34 24. So, yeah, somewhere in there. I knew it wasn't going to be a blowout. 
you know, NDSU's still good and they still got good players, but just methodically, it seemed like one of those games where, you know, NDSU yeah. moved the ball, but then South Dakota State was strong enough to bow up. Yeah, and they stop it. They're just too st- strong for yeah. too long, and they just wear you out. And yeah. they're, they're just too they're big, good. too tough. I mean, they're going to be hard to beat by anybody this yeah. year. So this Correct. week's opponent, South Dakota Coyotes, uh, red zone stand down the stretch beat Southern Illinois fourteen seven. Got in a rock fight down there. Well, 14-7 with Southern. It was kind of predictable in a way because Southern Illinois has been a defensive team this year, even though they got Nick Baker at QB. Mm-hmm. They've kind of transitioned their mentality. And they play tough at home too. Yeah, yeah. so it was good. I mean, impressive. Look at it. They Southern Illinois actually had 332 yards. South Dakota only had 196. But it goes back to that tweet I said. I mean, it's team football. 196 yards. They were probably like, all right. Eh, no, don't screw up. Don't do anything wrong. Punt them. Play. We like the way our defense is playing. So get out of there with a 14-7 win. The best 0-9 football team in the country, Indiana State, falls to Youngstown State 19-7. to I have a fun story uh, about that. Young Cashton Schweigert, my three-year-old grandson, when he's playing against his brother, one guy has to be the Hawks. The other has to be the Sycamores. Uh, Sycamore's <laughs> made an impression on young Cashton Schweiger. Um, but Youngstown, who is still in a playoff hunt, 19-7 over Indiana State. 7-7 seven, seven and a half, just yep. like Indiana State does. Yep. They they hang around and they battle you. They just can't win. They're, they good, can't they're a good team, yeah. They just can't get over the hump. But, yep. you know, they have good defense. They have good guys with arms and legs. I mean, they're going to challenge you. It's yep. predictable, you right. know. They just they just can't finish off games. And that's – I mean, I feel bad for them because, like little, I said, they're a good program yeah. – that a, a prideful program, yeah. you know. They, they try. Some, yeah, but, they try. You know, They're well coached, but it's not scoring points. <clears throat> Panthers of Northern Iowa, fifty to six over mm-hmm. winless Western Illinois, and Western is just taking a beating. Yeah, yeah I think they mailed. They kind of mailed in the season a couple yeah. of games ago. I think. Yeah, it's just a bad, bad situation, it's, and I, they just got to move on and regroup. I think it'll be, be it'll be better for the program next year. Next year, yeah. um, a game that has implications for the Fighting Hawks because we pay, play the Illinois State mm-hmm. Redbirds in the last game of the season at the Alaris Center, thirty six thirty five over Missouri State. I saw the end of this one, folks. Two point conversion dropped at the goal line, ruled a drop. You watch the reaction. Of the young man who dropped the pass, he knew he dropped it. He knew they lost the game. I think 37 seconds left, something like that. They send it upstairs and reverse the call. <laughs> the Red Birds are still in the playoff. Hunt. They never reverse. They the never call. reverse. The call. <laughs> that, they I mean, did in this. Big, remember the Big Sky days? It was like a foregone conclusion they right. weren't going to reverse the call if they even sent it upstairs. Right. Big and, Sky. I continue. I watch Big Sky football because it's on, you know, late at night, and I do watch Big Sky football, and I marvel. I just shake my head at the officials. We love being in the Missouri Valley for a lot of reasons. Officiating is one of them. Yeah, yeah, they've done well, and we we made light of the end of the game last week. But how many times this year – have we said anything about officiating? Not at I all. think I tweeted once it's there was a good, hor- so oh the holding against <laughs> holdings against NDSU. They would not call holding in that right. game, but whatever. Okay, but that's not we're nine games in, and I no issues. This I mean, is it seems to go pretty well. Big right? complaint that I've yeah. could probably think of the yeah this one. Oh, really I think it's been all right. They gave they they gave it to <laughs> Illinois State. I I don't know what you do in that situation. I I, I don't know yeah. how you can reverse that call. I know the goal line 
is different than a reception otherwise, but it, there was right. no possession on it. But anyway, uh, keeps the uh, Redbirds in the discussion. They are five and four. Well, here's why that's good, too, is for our resume. We wanted them to probably win this oh, yeah. game because we plan on beating them anyway. So we have to beat them to get in the playoffs anyway. So who cares? Let them get to five, six, seven, seven wins, whatever. Great. There are six wins they could get to then. So then they they have a winning record, and it makes us look better. So And if we lose to them, we're not getting in. So whatever. It doesn't matter. I want them to win games. So before we look at this week's schedule, let's look at the standings. The Rabbits stand atop all alone, 6-0 and in the conference, 9-0 and overall. Um, this week's opponent, uh, the Coyotes of South Dakota, 5-1 and in the conference, 7-2 and overall. The Panthers of Northern Iowa tied with the Coyotes at, uh, in second place, 5-1 and and 6-3. and uh, both North Dakota and Youngstown State, four and two and six and three overall. Then we have three teams at three and three in the conference: North Dakota State, Southern Illinois, and Illinois State. Illinois State, five and four. North Dakota State and Southern Illinois, six and three. They are looking uh, the winners probably in the playoffs this year. They play one another. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Bottom of the league: Missouri State, uh, two and four. Murray State. One and five, and then two zero oh, and six teams: Indiana State, Western Illinois. Yeah, this week um, we we were talking about you know we're talking about playoffs, and what, should we have a national guest on and talk playoffs? But this week is going to shake out a lot of things. This coming Saturday, to where next week we're going to have to devote a full segment and some, I think, just for the about, scenarios. Yeah, yeah, because things are going to shake out this weekend. There's going to be some. Uh, well, well, changes with us too. I mean, yeah, we're one of them. We're South Dakota is one of them. Yeah, we're one of them. And here's the biggest shakeout. Let's preview this week's schedule in the Mo Valley and Western Illinois and Indiana State. Somebody's going to get their first win. I'm going with the Sycamores. I think they should yeah, win. Yeah, they should. There we go. They should win this one. I mean, they're battling every week, and we know Western's done. So that'd be good. Indiana State get their first win. Uh, Southern Illinois comes to Fargo and plays North Dakota State. Two six and three teams, winner mm. in, loser bubble. That one's tough. That's going to be a really, really good football game. A lot you know, on the line for both programs. Yeah, and Southern Illinois, their defense, they they're playing they're playing well on defense. The Did offense they? is just not doing as much as you'd think they would. But maybe it's a How like we talked about. Is that a shift in mentality? Maybe yeah. I don't know. How yeah. did Southern Illinois do the last time they came to the Fargo Dome? Did they win? No. They, I don't think they had beaten. No. Did, they, did they come close, though? Have they ever played them tough? Yeah, they uh, played them tough down there, and that might have been or maybe that's last, year. last year. I think they played, they played them tough. It was a decent tough. game, okay. yeah, decent. but they lost. You know, okay. it's, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good game. It's That one is going to be go a long ways, you know, because NDSU kind of needs that one because <laughs> they got to go to Northern Iowa the next week. So, you know, they're playing. Uh, I don't know. They probably NDSU probably needs this one. Here's my shakeup of the week. Uh, South Dakota State goes to Youngstown State, 11 a.m. kickoff, mm. Eastern time. Um, you know, that is an early start. Rabbits coming off, uh, winning the rock from North Dakota State. Youngstown State, capable. Scoring points. Yep. Yep, I just looked it up. You, Them and UND have about identical statistics on the year for points and points allowed. I mean, it almost – danger to the point it's unbelievable so scoring a lot of points and that's what's scary about it if they're on and they're fired up which they're gonna be they could get after them if they jump on them early and just hope Hold you on. know the problem is their secondary is so bad yeah. that i'm sure south dakota state's gonna you know expo be able to expose that but 
like you said, back to back, huge, you know, meat grinder mental games for South Dakota State. Now you go on the road to Youngstown, which is not the greatest location. I mean, you're kind of going. Well, hell, you got to have security at the hotel. I I mean, armed security, maybe now that we're going to start getting hammered by Youngstown fans. It's fine. It's all right. But yeah, it, it's that one, fine. that one will be interesting. See, just because South Dakota, I mean, Youngstown can score. They can so. score. Uh, a couple of spoiler opportunities. Missouri State hosts Northern Iowa. Hmm. Spoiler opportunity for the Bears. The Bears look to spoil Illinois State's party last year at home or last week at home. And now they'll be taking on Northern Iowa and Murray State travels to Illinois State. Again, we saw Murray last week. They can score. Their offense can yeah. score. Could be a spoiler game. Again, we want that resume for Illinois yeah, State we want coming Illinois into Illinois the Illinois State so. to win. <coughs> we want them six and four, yeah. and we want to be seven and three. <laughs> and that's and of course our game, yeah. 12 p.m. start down in Vermilion, North Dakota, at South Dakota. That's our look around the Missouri Valley Football Conference from the Toasted Frog. We are also going to look at the high school title games in North Dakota. And Fargo North, former teammate of yours, fellas, Fargo North is going to be battling Grand Forks Central. Adam Rowland's yeah, crew. Yeah, Adam Rowland. He's uh, second year in a row. They've been in the state yep. championship. So uh, hopefully they can take care of Grand Forks Central. And yeah, Central's uh, got a couple UND commits. Yeah, well, and Trey you know, Coons, Eric Pay. Oh, yeah, I think it'll be so. a good game, though. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Central peaking. I mean, it's great for Central, and I'm you know I'm proud of those. Those kids there in that program, because they, you know, they struggled for a number of years, and then they mm-hmm. went down, and made the double A move, and it's like a shot in the arm to the program. I mean, nobody cares that they went down to double A; they just want to win football games and have fun right. and be, be proud, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening. So uh, it's great for that school, and you can tell, you can tell it's changed the, changed the mentality up there a little bit, pulling off these upsets in the playoffs. In Triple A. Uh, the Shanley Deacons are on a roll. They take on Minot, probably the best team they're going to play this year. Minot has size and speed. Uh, the question is, can they slow down the Deacons? Right. Yeah, I've I know the Deacons pretty well because my kids on the team. So for <laughs> <laughs> I've watched every game. So um, yeah, they're scoring a lot of points. And I saw the stat one of the um, one of the Shanley um, parents put out. Um, that runs the website, they're 10 points away from breaking the all-time scoring record in North Dakota, which is probably, it's going to happen, you know. So 533 points, I think Bismarck High had the record. So, yeah, they're uh, they're 10 points away from breaking that. And, yeah, they got a pretty dynamic offense. They go they go two by two if you haven't watched it, folks. Um, it's no huddle. It's shotgun, one running back, two by two look most the entire game. And... Take what they give you. They got they got it all called in there. One word says a lot of the plays and stuff. It just goes fast, and teams just can't keep up with it, you know. And it, but they can they can stop it, but they can't keep up, you know. Just over four quarters, and so Minot that'll be good. Minot's got a like you said, Shannon, physical physical unit. I watched them a little bit last week. Big kids, and they'll run the ball, so they'll want to run the ball, slow the game down. Keep, that's what everyone tries to do is tries they, they try to run the, the play clock down under five, <laughs> just maximize their own possession so Shanley's not on the field, mm-hmm. and then hope. you know. But, but Shanley, they just try to get the lead. Once they get the lead, you're, 
your days of running up the middle then start to get go away, and then now you got to throw what you don't want to do, and that's when they start to feast on teams. Yeah, Shanley's so. got some road graders up front too. On yeah, they got a good line this year too. So yeah, it's uh it's going to be a good football game. I think Minot's going to test them like nobody's tested them this I, year. I would agree, yeah. and I saw that. I, I watched a lot of Western West Region football this year. <laughs> Um, and saw Minot early and said, Woof, that might be the team. And yep. then watching the Deacons, I go, I don't know who's going to stop the Deacons. Um, in Class A, Kindred takes on Dickinson Trinity. Matt Nelson confirmed that it's Dickinson Trinity. If we're wrong, blame Matt Nelson. Yeah, I got it. Um, blame me. It's, it's Trinity, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We think so. If it's not, we apologize. Nobody's ever said we're accurate here. It's not like we have access to computers <laughs> and yeah, smartphones like right in front of us as we're doing we're this. Or in the <laughs> we, we have been accused. Sounds of being like witchcraft. Three <laughs> middle-aged men living in the '90s. So, um, and then finally, the nine-man game, Nelson County, which I believe is uh, Lakota, Tulna. Area, uh, Michigan, Michigan area, Petersburg, Petersburg yep. um, versus South Border, which is my neck of the woods. Ashley Wishick comprises South Border. And these are now. all Friday, right? These are all Friday. One day. I mean, those, those nine nine thirty. Nine thirty breakfast, breakfast football. Um, I have taken the day off um, in honor of my McIntosh County cohorts. Um, Wishick was always our um, rival. Um, they never beat us. Well, they did beat us my senior year. Um, I'm saying that for my former baseball teammate, Dean Canoyne, who corrected me one time that they did beat us once. But Wishick uh, was always our rival because a lot of family connections between Zealand and Wishick. Um, and their co-op, um, this is the first time they have been this far in the playoffs. They've got a lot of big kids. Uh, good for them. I'm excited for them. Yeah, it's, it's, I like when it's first time. First time, or their teams that don't make it very much get there. You know, it's just just like Central, yeah. you know, Grand Fork. Yeah, it just juices up the town, mm -hmm. and everybody's proud. They don't, you know, they, obviously they want to win, but the next day they're they're just as hey. proud as they were the day out. You and know. wish it can be known yeah. for something other than sausage. That's right. That's right. And if you've never had Wishick sausage. Oh my god! Oh yeah. man, it's yeah. incredible. It's now Zealand Zealand sausage is pretty good too, Frank. Uh, Meyer, I got to plug Frank a little bit. Uh, he supplies some church uh, sausage feeds up here, but Wishick sausage is pretty famous. Every time I get down there, I pick up Zealand and Wishick. Don't get down uh, very often anymore, but again, that is uh, the home country. Great slate of games. I was skeptical when we went to four classes in North Dakota, but I'm not a skeptic anymore. It makes sense. Um, the Fargo North Grand Fork Central, there is a difference between the AAA and AA schools in what they can field, particularly on linemen. It, it's a AA right. is a good class of football. Well, and, and North's going to have to go up, I think, after this year Are with they the points. Well, the point structure, I think they okay. have to because yeah, they, they've won so many times that <laughs> yeah. they. Because I think when you petition down, is there a little more points added if you petition down versus were sent down? enrollment but Jamestown, there's some little formula in there well jamestown and wapaton and devil's lake it's been a great class for them yeah it's great for them it's and true. and i would like to see central and red river get back to where they're up at triple a because they i think they can compete now are they going to win state championships probably not but i would like to see them back up but then see that second level you know be more of what you said the the mid-sized towns well mid for north dakota the Valley Cities, the Jamestowns, yeah. the Willistons, well, the, Kelly, you know, we like saw that. that. We no. saw that at Shanley. When my son played, we were highest class, which was double A at that mm -hmm. time. Uh, my son won two 
college football games in his four-year career. No exaggeration. Um, he has the record um, for lost yardage, minus 87 yards against the West Fargo Packers. Um, he was quarterback for the Deacons when he was a sophomore. It was a muddy game. He got buried in the mud. And we saw what that did. It was demoralizing. Our best athletic kids were playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Deacons went down to Class A in 2009, which was one year after my son had played, and we saw the gradual improvement. They got into the playoffs and the title games, and they are what they are today because of that time in the lower class. And now kids came back out. Um, The demoralizing, the one thing about football versus basketball or any other sport is you get physically beat up when you're outmanned. And it, it, it turns kids away from the game. You know, you can get beat by 40 points in a basketball game. You don't get beat up physically. Uh, but we saw that at Shanley, and I think A football in North Dakota has been a good thing for these communities. There's a spot for it. They're so. defini- definitely a spot for it. Like, it's just going to be a little bit of a debate here, which you see it on Twitter. There's a debate just who belongs where. And there's going to be that debate for a few more years, I think, till they kind of get it hammered out, right. a way to perfect it. But I'm glad they did it. Yep, there's a spot for them now. Well, we're going to take a break here. Uh, this is AAA podcasting for you folks. We're in class AAA. Um, we're thinking about petitioning down next year. We we don't like the competition up here. That FCS I'm from nation. Minnesota. I think we're 5A. You're 5A? Yeah, I'm 5A. Okay. Um, you guys can stay at South a. Dakota 5A. has seven classes of football, gentlemen. They have three classes of nine-man. We aren't even going to begin to debate that. I think that's ridiculous. And I'm an old nine-manner. Um, but let's turn our attention in our next segment to the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. Um, We got a 12 p.m. kickoff down in the Dakota Dome, Hail Mary quiz, the game preview, Kelly and Matt's picks, uh, jam-packed segment two. We hope you'll stick with us. Um, Remember, you can get more coverage from this crew at undfootball360.com. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the UND Football 360 podcast. See your Buick dealer now. He can sell you a car with room, an economical engine, and a nameplate that means quality. Maybe you've got more reasons than I have for owning a Buick Regal. Great places, great places. Because South Dakota means business. This is Kelby Klosterman, and you're listening to UND Football 360. Welcome back. Segment 2, UND Football 360 podcast. Shannon, Kelly, and Matt. Former teammate of yours, guys, South Dakota native, Spearfish, South Dakota, to be specific. Kelby Klosterman, his record for career touchdowns went down last week in Murray, Kentucky. Yeah, great to hear from Kelby, a great guy. And uh, yeah, boy, nobody else I'd rather have uh, beat Kelby's record than Tommy Schuster. He held that a long time. He uh, yeah, that was a good run. Yeah, yeah, good mean, run. Yeah. Something to be proud of. 22 yeah. years. Yeah. That, that is a long time. That was pretty time. awesome. We also had a little fun. Uh, Kelly has designated Bob Nielsen, Buick Bob Nielsen. Um, had a little fun with Bob. Had a little fun with the governor. Uh, South Dakota is open for business, but the North Dakota Fighting Hawks mean business Saturday in Vermilion as well. Um, this is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. UND. USD, 12 p.m. kickoff in the Dakota Dome in Vermilion. Guys, this used to be the battle for the Sitting Bull Trophy. 
Yeah, sure we had back. a lot of trophies we played for back in the day, but wish yeah. they got rid of it. And they were all hostile and abusive, apparently, yeah. is what we found out. Yeah, all but... of our trophies were offensive to people. So. Right, yeah. Well, we are uh, – it's the 101st meeting, fellas. Um, this is the second most all-time played series for the University of North Dakota. Of course, first – uh, being North Dakota State, and without the 12-year interruption, 11-year, 12-year, something like that, um, it would be fifth all-time in Division One football. But, of course, um, that didn't happen when North Dakota State ran away from home. The uh, That might be a little controversial, too. Every once in a while, you got to get people to listen, don't you, guys? Um, fellas, we're going to start the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview with thanking our friend Craig Riondo and I noticed something at the Alaris Center two weeks ago. Guess what's back? Mr. Riondo's hit against Northern Colorado. Yeah, they have it up there. It's yeah. back on the th at the end of the third quarter in the fire-up video, and Craig has talked yeah. about that. He and that uh, gentleman, I can't remember his name, actually corresponded and became was, internet friends. I think that's I think what it is. And they actually talk yeah. uh, about that hit, but it is back. You know, the NCAA didn't want those types of things shown at stadiums and arenas, but you know how we all think about the NCAA. We, I don't know, Matt, if you know this, but the University of North Dakota and the NCAA, we've had a few disagreements. Yeah, well, I've heard. That's Have you heard? Rumor. Yeah. That's the rumor? Um, but that yeah, hit is back. Oh. And did you notice what else happens at the end of the third quarter in the fire-up video? I didn't even notice. The background music? Machine Head by Bush. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that Where what it was? We heard that before. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. They, they play Machine Head by Bush. They're ripping off was, UND Football 360. Well, I was trying funny. to squeeze in Machine one last drink there, yeah. so I kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. missed that. <laughs> I heard Machine Head on the radio the other day, and I was waiting for you to start talking to jump in. Yeah. The radio. Well, <laughs> well, you know, the boys at Bush have contacted me. They want me to go on tour with them. But with Kelly right. being out so much on all these other podcasts and shows, <laughs> I have to man the ship here at Football 360. You might be by ourselves soon we might you know that would be all right everything happens you know uh, chrissy snow uh left three's company too after one <laughs> season so he might uh, what right. was the actress's name she passed away recently uh, suzanne summers suzanne summers oh, yeah. age 74 good, good show but I, I make fun of my wife like you remember blah 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 show when you were a kid you know it i was like no I was watching Three's Company and the Jeffersons. Yeah, I was watching everything you probably That's shouldn't right. be watching when you're, when you're eight. Wheezy. Hey, some of those shows, though, go back and watch them. They're fun. The Jeffersons. Hilarious, hilarious. but straight race jokes you back could. and forth. And it you couldn't do that you today. You couldn't do it today. But George was doing it then. The uh, no. Gosh, the big guy, the big white guy. I can't remember. He comes in, the neighbor. He But he comes in and does it. And I watched. 15 minutes of that show, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this the way it was? I didn't even well, remember yeah. it was like this. Well, I mean, it was just constant back and Wilson's, forth. You know? The show, Wilson's and then, were the neighbors. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom. Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tom, yep, Tom. Yep. I remember watching Archie Bunker, too. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that was another <laughs> level. Another one. That, that's yeah. another level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, it was. <laughs> well, hey, back to that Zuniga thing, though. That's funny. I was on the field, obviously, for that one. And um, the reason why he was so wide open dragging across the field is because I bid on the play. I bid on the run action. He's that was my guy, so he dragged. It was a boot, boot left. Let's say I'm on the right side. <laughs> my guy drags across while I'm running towards the line of scrimmage, thinking it's a run play. Zuniga takes off across my face. Oh, oh crap! <laughs> you know those things. So I'm about 
five yards behind him when that happened when that hit happened and craig's guy obviously ran like a playside hitch so craig was just standing right there turns around sees zuniga come and just i mean if you did that today you're out of the game yep. you're probably out of the next game the fbi is probably coming in yeah <laughs> i mean it was it was the biggest hit you'll ever see and their coaching staff on the sideline was pissed they weren't pissed about the hit they were pissed the one Honestly, the one – it was a strength coach, I think, just kind of a lunatic. You can tell the guy over there. So I'm over there. Yeah, we're just yucking it up. Woo-hoo, you know, doing this. And he's pissed off because they're getting out hit. Like, that's what he's – like, they didn't care that that hit happened. Today, I mean, my God, the whole sideline would go nuts. And Nobody on the sideline cared that that hit happened. They were mad because we were out hitting them. We were doing it, and they weren't, you know. And spoken <laughs> – like three guys stuck, three middle-aged men stuck in the 90s. Yeah, yep. big hits. Well, it was great. You know, getting excited. Was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a doubleheader in the Hail Mary quiz because I want to give you guys a chance here. Um, <clears throat> we started last week with a chore for the loser, and this week the uh, loser in the Hail Mary quiz has to wear um, – a Bob Nielsen-like red tie for a week at work. Following <laughs> sweater? Sweater With vest sweater or red tie. Or, yeah. um, and again, we kid Bob a lot. We love Bob. We're going to talk a little bit more about Bob and the success that he's had um, right here. We've known him a long time. Um, we love him. And uh, Buick Bob, as, as Kelly says. Okay, let's the uh, first half of the Hail Mary quiz, the Sitting Bull Trophy, something you guys actually won a time or two. Uh, Sitting Bull Trophy was active from 1953 through 2000. It was suggested in 1953 by a gentleman named Al Newharth. That name ring a bell to you? Al Newharth later started the USA Today. He was a publisher. Um, He died um, probably about 10 years ago. He was a Eureka, South Dakota native. Mm. Eureka, Mm. South Dakota, which is about 20 miles from my hometown of Zealand, North Dakota. And in Eureka today, there is a new school, a new nursing home, and a new hospital, a beautiful f- football and track facility, all funded following the death of Al Newharth. He is buried in Eureka, South Dakota. He came home. He spent most of his time in Florida is where he had lived. In 1953, relatives of Sitting Bull disinterred his body in Fort Yates, North Dakota, and moved it, or parts of it, legend says, Mm -hmm. to South Dakota. That's where the kerfuffle started. That's where the Sitting Bull Trophy comes from between UND and South Dakota. Mm -hmm. First half of this week's Hail Mary quiz is what city in South Dakota (coughs) did Sitting Bull's relatives re-inter, re-inter Sitting Bull's body in 1953. What city now claims to be the site of Sitting Bull's burial? Well, my first thought has got to be the closest reservation to there, which is, I believe, Pine, Pine Ridge. Nope, Pine Ridge no, is further Pine, south. Pine no, Ridge is towards south. Rapid City. Oh, yeah, that's for south. Standing Rock. Is what you're thinking. Is that about. still Standing Rock? Oh, Standing Rock goes Standing into Rock South Dakota, it doesn't is, it? Yeah, yeah it crosses Rock the border. Is, is yeah. two states. It comprises okay. all of Sioux County in North Dakota, and it goes oh, into boy. South Dakota. I don't even know if I have a guess. 
I only know the names of the reservations. I don't know if I know I the any... names of their towns down there. Part two is easier right. for you guys. <laughs> uh, Jeez, I don't know. I'm going to let you off the hook. Rosebud. Nope. Lemon. It's not Rosebud. Not Lemon. Close to Lemon. Oh. Uh, Mowbridge, South Dakota. Mowbridge, okay. Mowbridge. Oh, right that's Lake, right. Mowbridge is right south of Lake Yates, Oahe, isn't it? South of Fort yep. Yates. Um, Mowbridge, named for Missouri River Bridge, down in my neck of the woods. That's yep. how you cross the Missouri River. There is no beautiful area. Down beautiful there. area. Jeez. No bridge. Oh. There is no bridge between Mowbridge and Bismarck to cross the Missouri River. Although there's been one around eight, uh, Highway 1804. Um, Did you guys have to ford the river? West then? of Linton. We didn't have to <laughs> ford the river, but I will tell you that back in the day, our wrestling teams used to drive across the Chalk ice. the wagons. They used to drive across the ice. We played um, We played several uh, American Indian schools, including Fort Yates, Wakpala, et cetera, played baseball in Fort Yates, and you would cross at Mobridge, South Dakota. Obviously, it stands for Missouri Bridge, but Mobridge, South Dakota, and Fort Yates, North Dakota, both claim to be the burial site of Sitting Bull. All right, let's get an easy one for you. You're both wearing red ties, by the way. Um, well, one of you can wear the sweater vest, one of you the red tie. Uh, this, here's question number two. This South Dakota native was never an all-NCC pick, but he is on the top ten in five University of North Dakota records. Here's where he is. Career receiving yards, number eight at 1979. Career TDs, number 10 at 26. Uh, career receptions, uh, 156, number seven. Single t season TD receptions, number four with 12. Single season all-time receptions, number seven with 74. Never once was he an all-conference performer? Name this South Dakota native. Danny Graff. Danny Graff. Right out of yep. the gate. Right out of the gate. Danny Graff, yep. who was on the 2001 National Championship team. Um, we, You heard Kelby Klosterman early. He was a favorite target uh, of Kelby Klosterman along with um, several others. Uh, but Danny Graff, Aberdeen, South Dakota you know, native. He was the <clears throat> D2 Bo Belquist. He reminds was. me a lot of him, like, looks like him, plays like him. He was fast, good cut, quick. Intense, tough. Yeah, yeah and in he 2010, was a good player. Yep. Um, having only played one season in the Alaris yep. Center, he was second team. He was voted second team nice. all Alaris team because of his outstanding. He only played one one year in there. Uh, folks, that's a telephone call. There must be a fundraising emergency somewhere. I have let this person know 14 times that I can't talk to them, but <laughs> you know, that is the risk of Gonzo when Media. When you're the man, I guess, Shannon, they need to get a hold of you. I guess. You know? um, they, they need I don't have that problem. Nobody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mine's pretty solid. Whoever, whoever <laughs> that is needs money by noon today. Right. That's what's going on. Well, like we said, this is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. Uh, Thunder Lake Lodge in Reamer, Minnesota is the place for you outdoorsmen. It's also the place for family reunions. And now is the time to get those summer 24 plans underway. Book early, book now for next year. Uh, Northern Minnesota, great place to be in the fall. You got uh, fishing still going strong. Walleyes are still biting strong. Um, you know, we got waterfowl season. We got deer hunting last weekend. Coming up. Last weekend it started in Minnesota. So uh, yep. got another two weeks left before Thanksgiving. So uh, if you haven't done so already, get up there. Call Craig at Thunder, Th Thunder Lake Lodge, and uh, it's a great place to be. Um, awesome atmosphere, and uh, gosh, it's just a uh, yeah, good, setup. Good, good setup. 
Well, let's turn our attention to our noon kickoff, early kickoff Saturday, guys, down in uh, Vermilion. Another great weekend to play indoor football in the Dakota Dome. And we're going to turn to Matt first. And uh, Matt, what are you watching this weekend? And how do you see this matchup? Well, <clears throat> going to be a good game. We match up pretty well against South Dakota. I uh, just watched the Southern Illinois game again a couple times this past week. And um, USD, they're tough up front. They have a four-man front, so I think key is for our, our offense. Like always with these tough D lines is spread them out early and then try to run inside zone later on after we spread them out. So uh, I think that's the game plan that we have going into this one. Uh <clears throat> But I like our chances. I think it's going to be a good game. I think we'll be able to pull it out later on. But um, yeah, de defensively, South Dakota is really good. They, they they're are, really they're, good. They're, they're, they're no, tough up front. We're, we're going to have to spread it out. 16 points a game they allow. <laughs> they have 23 sacks on the season. Number 91, Brendan Webb, just a terror. Okay, so watch him. We're, he'll be a key to how this game goes. If we're able to control him, we don't do a lot of – doesn't seem like we do a lot of chipping and tight end, you know, like motion over to help on a guy. We just kind of let our guys play and hope, hope it works out. And he's a guy, eight and a half sacks, nine and a half TFLs. He's pretty good. So he's the guy we kind of got to watch. They got other guys, Mike Arone on defense 92. I think he's really good too. He's stuck out at me. It's like what they are though is a real fundamentally sound physical defense. Not, you know, not flashy, but good at all 11 spots. Like, the way their secondary tackles, too, just physical tacklers. And I don't know, it's just they, they play football really well. The way it's supposed to they, – they don't give you a lot of – there's not a lot of gaffes up front like, geez, look at that huge hole. You know, I mean, they don't screw up on their assignments. They don't – you know, they make you earn it. Yep. You just got to earn your way down the field. Well, Southern Illinois had seven points last week. Case in point, right? South Dakota State struggled. Okay, and I think South Dakota State would be the first people to tell you. We struggled off and on. They got to 37 points, but it was a combination of South Dakota's offense struggling, you know, and it was a slow burn. I think South Dakota State had like, they even had a first down or two in the first quarter. They might have one or two first downs, right? Tops. So the whole quarter. You know, and it's – they're good. They're yeah, good defensively. Field. That's going to be the, the a matchup and, with our offense versus their defense. Yeah, and uh, it might be a game of field possession um, oh, in the first half, uh, especially yeah. if we can if we can pin them deep, keep them pinned deep, our defense on point first half, uh, and then play – you know, we might have to play field position until we get something to break against their defense. Well, punting, which goes by – we haven't punted a whole lot no, this year, only, but um, – Did we punt – we only – once. I think we had once last one week. Yeah, once. It was a good yeah. punt, too. I liked it. I was uh, kind of – <laughs> once, but so I watched it because I was like, all right, let's see how this punt looks. He got him down inside the 15. I think yeah. it was a nice punt. So it's that's what – I always go back to 2016 when you had Mitch Mindell punting. He the, For that year, he just went nuts. I think he used to end up second-team all-conference punter. But he just kept booming these high spirals deep. And our defense was good that year. So these teams were getting set up with 80 to 90-yard fields constantly. They couldn't, you know, I mean, right. you just it, how hard is it to score when you got to 80, 90 yards? It's pretty hard, right? It's I mean, hard to overcome. I mean, it's just you know, mentally, oh, man, 90 yards. You no, know, offenses don't get put into that. 
that often. Oh, right? and it's hard. You, you, know, you know, 80 yards, 75 yards, you know, it's a little more dual. you got a little more space. You add you. one more first down you got to get, and it seems right. like it's going to break somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's what South Dakota is just playing that game. They're they're not, like, like we pointed out, not a whole lot of trips into the red zone on offense. What they're doing is they're trying to hit bigger plays, trying to hit, you know, hope a run pops, hope a bubble screen, like against NDSU. They just threw a bubble screen, and it went for a touchdown. Well, they're hoping, hoping these things happen, but they're not stupid. They're not taking chances because they know their defense is playing well. It seems so. like they're waiting for the matchup that they want. They'll keep on – they stick with their game right. plan until the play comes where they get the exact matchup that they want, then they take their chance. And then, the key, then, they, then they run the play that they hope is going to, like you said, make that difference right. in the game. And Travis Tice, um, big, strong um, running back. We've, the Hawks have had – Trouble with this type of runner, and Travis Tice is the real deal. Two years ago, we had trouble with them there. We didn't match up at all. And Pierre and Thomas, they have three running backs they bring in, and they they all share carries, and they're all they're all pretty physical kids. They're all looking. They look pretty good in their pads. So the key, there's a couple keys you can say to this game. Obviously, our offense has to figure out a way to move the ball in the perimeter. It's going to be a perimeter game now. I don't want to see the Northern Iowa perimeter game where we throw one-yard passes 17 times. I mean, we can't keep doing it. It's got to be a little more than that, but it's going to have to be that. It's going to have to be left to right, perimeter stuff, because that's where you got to you got to make them earn it because they're going to sit back and too high. They sit back, and they don't take chances. So there's not going to be a lot of deep balls again. So we got to make plays in the short space, make guys miss, but they're good tacklers. So it's like, you know, can't count on it, right, man? I mean, can't count on making good tacklers miss tackles. So I I, I like our chances with that just because of the guys we got in our matchups, but uh, we can't just rely on that either. No, it's going to be. We got to get, we got to get down. It's going to be tough. So let's talk, let's talk personnel. Um, If you can trust the depth, chart and I think sometimes these depth charts are to throw the opposition and the gonzo media um, so we're talking about things other than what the game plan is but I here, don't even look at them anymore I put it that way but I here, am I have my own depth chart in my I, head I'm going to tell you who's, who's on the depth chart this week right. uh, Red Wilson is listed first time in two weeks um, Gavin Zebarth and Luke Skokna are both listed on the depth chart they were uh, questionable going into the week. What are you hearing, Kelly? I think Zebarth will be back. I think yeah. he'll be back. Uh, his ankle hurt. I think. I don't know if he'll be a hundred percent, but he sat out now. Well, two and a, it would be two and three quarter two weeks, weeks, you know, or yeah. something. So, An I ankle? think he'll be come back and be ready to go. I don't know. Take in five ibuprofen and just numb it or something and just go, you know, worry about it the next, worry about See, it the next day. Even, you got to go. We need him. <clears throat> okay. This offense is different. You're, when even he's running medical, inside. you're even getting medical advice on this. Right. So that, well, this that's what I did. New, it's a new threshold. Hey, yeah. funny. Here's a, here's a funny, hey, funny. He's selling. Funny, it. Hey, you know what I thought of? Now. Pop my uh, shoulder out in high school. Quick story. Playing baseball. Swung too hard. Pop my shoulder. That's how wild the swing was. Okay. Um, so <laughs> next week, fence, next huh? week, state tournament. My sister, it's hurting, but I got to play, right? It's hurting. Wrap it up. I'm like, okay. Sister comes down and gives me. <laughs> oh, God. What were they? Some kind of codeine or something. Like your controlled substance. Because mm-hmm. she knew it hurt so bad. So she just gives them to me before the game right over the dugout. <laughs> I go, hey, thanks. Went out there and just swung like are crazy. You, <laughs> didn't feel Kelly, a thing. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Midol? Yeah, Midol. Yeah. It might have been Midol. All right. 
<laughs> but yeah, it was. But honestly, there's only 11 games. I know I joke about it. Do what you got to do. Okay, right. if you got to go get the thing shot up during the week, they'll do that. That's not illegal. They'll do it. I mean, now a doctor has to kind of sign off. I get it, but there's only 11 games. If you're almost ready to go and it's hurting, a little but it hurts, some... yeah, just what the hell? Like, okay, you only get so many games. Like, So I'm not saying that he's get, sitting out because he can't, you know, because he's being weak or anything. I'm saying, hey, if it's close, get out there. Right. We only get, we need him. It, we need Zebart this week. I think he's back. I think he's closer. Our, you know, and so and our sports make it work. A really good job too. I yep. mean, with an ankle or whatever it is. I mean, they got him immediately after an injury, rehabbing it. And yep. I in put, a boot. You know, the in, thing in to do boot. now is get it in a boot. In a boot. Yep. yep. Yeah. So immobilize boot. it. So I mean, I, I'm confident that our guys. I think he'll be back. I think Skolkin will be back. Boot means so. in recovery. Boot doesn't necessarily mean no. out or no. injury anymore. They it put used him to. In a boot. Yeah. It used to. Yeah. It but, doesn't mean that anymore. Yeah, I think and those then, guys are back defensively. I don't know what. Is, do we have uh, coach's decision. I don't know. That tells me there's an indifference, yeah, between what they think and what he thinks of attitude, et cetera. Okay. Uh, we, I've had that conversation once or twice in my life as well. And, you know, it's how it goes. I never got, never got so left home. Are you saying I never got left home over it, but we had the talk. All right. Let's, Kelly, are you saying what we have here is a failure to communicate? Yeah. Well, we got to different i don't know there's something going on well he's bubba said a coach's decision coach. or whatever he said yeah. well you you tell me what it is he's healthy and he didn't travel coach's decision means something's going on behind the scenes attitude something i don't know it i'm pretty sure that's what it means you know i don't know what else it well, could he be is. So, he is listed unless he got in, you know got in trouble and missed a meeting you know or something then never, you yeah. know maybe he missed a, yeah late for practice i don't know something stupid to where they left him home sent a message if he's listed again, okay, I assume he's going to be down there. He's, listed. he's back in the good graces, yep. you know, got his way. Okay, good. That's what okay. that's what it's there for, right? Well, so and, you know, hats off to our coaches. You know, they're they're more than just athletes. They're trying to right. set good examples and help them to be better people too. So, so if yeah. that's the case, then I'm glad that things are on the right track for him. Ben McNabol will be out. I don't. He's not coming back anytime soon. That was a pretty bad one I heard. So um, that hurts. Somebody's they got to step up. They got to get pressure. We didn't get we didn't get the pressure we needed. We Got slight pressure, but we couldn't get home last week. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's that an issue. I like flushing guys. I like making them throw it quicker. We need to get to it. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I mean, and we did. We got the big one to make it fourth and twenty-four. And the, oh, wait, I'm gonna stop. Okay, okay no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm over it already. I'm over. Yeah, I don't that. think you. Yeah, 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 no, that. we'll talk but, after. But yeah, <laughs> we didn't discuss it enough. <laughs> but uh, no, I think fatigued. Probably just this time of the year, every team's beat up. So it really, I mean, you just I think UND's going in all right. The O line's intact. They've been intact since week one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I and mean, they're, that they're never play, happens. They're playing better every week too. That's what's fun to watch. They're looking yeah. good. Um, tight ends, they're all intact. They've all been back. Um, wide receivers. What are we? What was I thinking? Oh, buddies. Tight ends. Uh, Jaden Norby got his first touchdown last yep. weekend too. Yep, that was a good one. Yep. And um, to mention that we had two freshmen. Um, that looked good last week. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I probably I'm, I thank myself for motivating them when I said they looked like freshmen against Indiana <laughs> yeah. State. They looked great last week, um, and that is uh, Mr. Ty and uh, the receiver and um, Sawyer Seidel. Um, he good. is going to be electric, and I right. do think 
this week. Sawyer Seidel is going to have a role in this game because we need somebody to make a play. Well, bring some juice. Bring you some know, just juice. And, and it, like Zebarth, he can't probably go 30 plays. He can't do nope. 25 carries if his ankle's still rehabbing. But I said as bad as we need, you know, Zebarth to give us those inside carries and just get the juice going. I mean, look right. how the team feeds off that. Mm -hmm. When he's trucking guys in the hole, it's, geez, the defense gets well, amped up. Everybody gets amped up, right? So he's going to be back, but Seidel, change of pace. Jeez, change of pace. he was quick. Yeah. You guys got some speed to him. Tie on that uh, fly sweep around the end. That was cool. That you was know? fun to watch. Yeah. The and again, they, oh. you know, they, they were running plays for both Sawyer and Ty to get some confidence um, too because – you know, it's a big leap from high school football to Division One FCS football. Right. And Braden Moore, defensive end, he got in there. We've heard nothing but good things about him. Apparently, he's been giving the offensive line fits down at Scouts yeah. all year, so they put him in. Ben Drexa was on the trip. Yep. Center. Yep. That's a backup center. center. Well, we need a backup center is actually a bit of an issue. It's just a who can play center, you know, coming into the year because they because losing Peyton Lotus, it was kind of like, oh, boy, and then losing Danny Carroll. Yep. So now you had one center, but luckily Bolrud played in high school, which I didn't know. I forgot he was a center in high school, so he's already got it in his instilled in his mind how to play. But, yeah, that backup center thing, if Bolrud goes down, well, it's a little dicey. And let's know. talk psyche a little bit. Wes Elador is going back to South Dakota, where he made a name for himself. Then right. he decided to uh, transfer, graduate transfer, to the University of North Dakota. It'll be his first time taking on his former team in mm -hmm. The big house, Dakota uh, Dome. What, what you guys again were players? What what goes into that when you're back to a familiar place? Well, I imagine he's be juiced up, but I think he, from everything I heard about him, great kid. Yeah, yes. like just mature beyond his years. Great kid. You know, and he's look at he's sharing catches. So he didn't come up here to get 65 balls. No. He came up here just to play in the system. Gets what he gets every game. Last game he got the one, took off down the sideline, touchdown. That was beautiful. But some games he might have one catch. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't complain at all. He just ha he loves it. I think he go down there. I think he's going to be happy. I think he'll see his former teammates, give them fives, you know, and stuff. But as soon as the ball's kicked off. Then it's know. business. And yep. I think that's what happens, <clears throat> you know, with a lot of this. Then, it, then it's football after that. Yep. Uh, Jason Coley former Fighting right. Hawk, uh, was playing for Murray State this past week. And following the game, of course, there was a lot of hugs and greetings and um, what have you. And, uh, you know, in this era uh, of uh, transfer portal, there's a lot of this going on. We're going to face your former teams. And yeah, no, it's, it's – I don't think NFL it's big, I think like. it's good. Yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be fun for him. I think it'll be – I could see – I could definitely see Danny – the type of guy who would have something dialed up for him, just waiting, waiting, put L, put Wes in the spot where he thinks he'll get him, <laughs> you know, get him a touchdown in his old building. It would, seems like something Danny yeah, would yeah. do. <laughs> you know. Give him the opportunity. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. These coaches know one another um, pretty well. It's been documented. <laughs> yep. um, uh, Bubba um, was at Duluth, your old stomping grounds, Matt, well, yep. at UMD Bulldogs. Um, Bob was the AD following – Bubba's departure for Southern Illinois. Uh, Bob took the Bulldogs uh, to a national Division II championship. He actually oh. won two there. Yep. There was uh, he won two in 
in three years. Bob's career record, 225, 124, and 1, 643. That's very, very respectable. Two and three against North Dakota. His record at South Dakota following his time at Western Illinois, his record at South Dakota is 39 and 44. Yeah. Um, coming into this season, <clears throat> the seat was hot. They, yeah. you know, and I, I'm just going to say there, there's a lot of things that um, the Coyotes have going for them program-wise, their new facilities, et cetera, et cetera, but there's a lot of things they don't have going for them. Um, it's the old story, Vermilion, South Dakota, not a hotbed for kids to want to be in to play right. Division One football. The Dakota Dome, um, other than the locker rooms and whatever else, is kind of lacking in atmosphere and sight lines. And I mean, you can go on and on and on. There's always going to be an excuse. I think what Bob Nielsen has done at South Dakota, despite the under 500 record has led up to what he's doing this year. Last year, the gauntlet of scheduling was not fair to the right. Coyotes. Yeah, that probably should have been factored in. Yeah, there were, I mean, Oof. there were 0-5 before the, or whatever, 0-4, 0-5 before the season even started. Right. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, they would have had to pull it up. So there were one, no, 1-4, one because they, they had Pauly mixed in there. Yep. So they were going to win the one game against Pauly and the other four, no chance, Gone you know, and, unless they pull the upset. And, yeah, he, I think he's the stability. Yeah, I, I don't think, in my mind, I, I'm sure they envisioned more wins. You know, you don't, it, they didn't envision him going 39-44. and 44, right. But he got him to the playoffs, you know, that year with Strevler. I think they won the first playoff game. And But I think stability and realizing – like you said, what you're up against, they're not delusional down there. Okay, they're they they weren't even good at D two. Okay, they were never what 1985. I think they made the national championship game <laughs> once, they and then played it at home, didn't they? Wasn't it, that game played at the Dakota Dome? Or uh, that I don't know. They, I think it was in Texas. Was it? Maybe it was in Texas. Yeah, and so they that was the peak of their program, and they never won a thing right. after that. And the, You know what I mean? So it's not like there's some rich history down there, but it's a pri proud program, though. Right. But they have a lot of pride, you know. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, to have the guy, guy like that running the show, you know, with his stature and his integrity and the, just the way he conducts himself is probably correct. Yep. You, know, you don't need a wild card <laughs> trying to make it something it isn't. And Bob's you know. a local. He's an Iowa native. He's yep. a known. He he graduated from Wartburg private school in Iowa. That yep. uh, is, was part of the North Star Association. I think they're going to the GPAC to replace the Jimmies. Um, but he's he's a known quantity. Um, but I think you know when you look at Bob, graduated from uh, college in 1982. So Bob must be about 63, 64, somewhere in there. Um, be about that. And, uh, you know, the issue with him is sometimes when you're in a program like that, they have a great university. They've got the law school. They've got the med school. In, in many ways, ways, their university mirrors the University of North Dakota. Yep. Um, you need a person like Bob who has that stability. Made the tough decision last year um, to uh, let the offensive coordinator go who was – a relationship that goes back to their national championship at UMD, that's a tough decision to make when, when right. Ted Schlafke was, was let go. Um, yeah. But again, he's not afraid to make the tough decisions. Um, he's got the Coyotes. They came into the Fargo Dome, and that was a dominant performance from opening kickoff to final whistle. Oh, yeah. They, they played there was well. There no fluke. They hit, and like, like I said, they want to – 
wear you down. And I wanted to get back to their offense before we ended this thing because our defense has to be ready for them to just drop the plow. That's what they're going to do. They're going to watch the tape and see teams have ran on us. Some teams have gotten gotten the running game going on us. That's all they're going to do. It worked two years ago. Last year they actually ran pretty decent against us. Nothing great. But uh, that's what it's going to be. You have to stop the run like South Dakota State did. Slow it down. Kind of make them think a little bit. Be like, oh, we can't do that. Okay. Then they're going to turn to the quick stuff. They're going to try to make you miss in space. So now you try to tackle in space. Okay, now you tackle in space, now they're dead. Okay, that's, I mean, that's what pretty much this scouting report is like, okay, we're going to punt, you know, type of thing. They're just going to do what they do because they know their defense will keep them in all game. So key to the game, they're going to run three running backs in there and they're going to send them all at us. Do we stop it up front? Are we ready? Are we tired? Are we missing tackles? Are we not able to get off tackles like the South Dakota State game? Run fits. All right, run fits. Run fits up front, and then Wyatt Pedigo, I mean, energy. He, keep, he needs to keep doing what he's doing. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, if they're, if they're starting to get six, seven yards on first down, and it's second and four, yeah. then it's third and one. We're it's, not it's we're in good, trouble all day. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we can't stop third and one. I mean, that's a good uh, lead in uh, to Kelly and Matt's picks. And – Kelly and Matt's picks are brought to you by Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. I am certain the game will be on at Billy's Shop this week. Noon kickoff, Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, the longest standing consecutive season sponsor of UND Football 360. Uh, Last week, Matt picked the Hawks 34-10. Kelly picked the Hawks 41-9 by virtue of total points. Kelly gets the win. 76 total points in that 45-31 win. I had a good thing going. Kelly picked 50 (laughs) points. Matt picked 40. And you had a two-week winning streak, Matt. Now you're on a two-week losing streak. Well, I got the win that most counted. You did. And and Kelly is 6-2-1 on the season. Matt, 2-6-1. We're officially taking Matt out of playoff contention. But he's playing for pride right now, and he's got to go first. Matt, who do you have in this one, and what score? Well, I don't think I picked the Hawks to lose, so I'm, I'm not going to start now. Uh, Hawks win. It's going to be a tight game, though. I think, uh, you know, maybe a field goal, less than one score game, probably. I'm thinking uh, about 21-17 is about what we're going to do. We're going to see uh, defensive battle both ways. Uh, offense is going to get their chances, and we're going to put up a couple points, but our defense is going to have to hold them to – couple scores so 21 17 Matt Nelson goes Hawks 21 17 Kelly who do you have in this one I got a bad feeling you guys all right I just do I got a bad feeling I've been watching this defense of ours just hasn't been playing the way I want them to since that NDSU game they just Northern Iowa wasn't bad I mean they they battled Indiana State not good second half. Murray State, not good second half. I'm just not seeing what I want to see development-wise week to week. I don't know if does that make sense. That's all fair, yeah. Right. I mean, we, we talked about offense. I like it. I like our offense. Now they're going to go against probably the second-best defense they're going to face all year. I'll call it that this weekend. South Dakota State's number one. 
on the road. You know, South Dakota State at home, I think we could have looked a little better at home maybe. But on the road, that's your best defense you're going to face. South Dakota's a two right behind them. Oh, I got a bad feeling. I just don't like this setup. I don't like it. I don't like going down there. We never play well down there ever like like gee we went down there and just hammered up i mean when i played we didn't go down there and hammer them and we were <laughs> way we were way better than them like way better they, they'd finish the year two and eight and we'd beat them by Squeak three out a win yeah. oh it was just something they're tough in that building and they're tough against und i don't care that trophies are gone players are gone soon as these two schools the state flagship schools get together it's like the players all all are ingrained that this is going to be a battle and it's tight and I don't care how good. Look at last year's game. We're we're much better than them and we won by 11, I think we pulled it out by. But it was tight the entire game at home. I don't like this. I got a bad feeling. I'm going to South Dakota. I just don't like what I'm seeing right now just and I know the, how they're playing and it's a combination. It's like can we do it on the road? I don't know. I got to see it. I want to be wrong. But 25-17, South Dakota. Going, I just think we are going to – it's just going to be one of those games where we struggle to get key stops. There's just one too many issues pop up, yeah. and we can't quite get over That's the hump. Fair. But I don't know. Do I want to be wrong? You're going, dang right, I, I want to show up next week know, and my, be wrong. My so. score is, you know, <laughs> and, there you go. all hinges on the defense this week, I think. And, yep. uh, Kelly How Kelly Howe goes Coyotes 20 Five seventeen, the one hundred and first all-time meeting between these two. North Dakota has the advantage, sixty-four thirty-one and five all-time gentlemen. Great working with you once again. Um, we will be back next week, win or lose. We always say win or lose. We're going to bring it. Um, and next week, uh, win or lose is going to be. Um, a pivotal game. The Hawks will either be playing for their playoff lives or playing for the potential seed. Kickoff is 12 p.m. from the Dakota Dome in Vermilion. If you can't make the game, tune into Midco Sports. Brian Sean and Ryan Kosowski. If you can't watch on TV, that means the Fighting Hawk Radio Network. Jack Michaels, Mike Berg, and Paul Ralston. This has been fun. Guys, always enjoy working with you. Yeah, good week. Good week. Let's uh, good, good let's show again. Good energy. God, hope they win. I, yeah, we got. We, it would be great. I'd love Illinois State to be coming in, and we're sitting at seven and three to go eight and three. Now you're looking at a. You are because you'd be top eight in the rankings if you beat Illinois State for sure. Because right. you know, because right now you're at ten, so you win two in a row, and over South Dakota is number six. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely looking at a seed. Yep. So yeah, we they got everything to play for. This is what we, this is what we talked about. I mean, they put themselves in position to play for their goals. Now it's just yeah. time to do it. Yeah, go out there and do it. One more run through our sponsors: Rumors Sports Bar, Grill and Casino, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, the Kelly Howe Agency of Nodak Mutual Insurance, Interstate Industrial, and the Toasted Frog. UND Football 360 is recorded at the Three Run Single Media Studios in Rocky Horse Farm, Fargo. For more fighting Hawks football coverage, visit undfootball360.com. Kickoff. 12 p.m. from the Dakota Dome in Vermilion, Hawks, Coyotes. This is Shannon Schweigert for Kelly Howe and Matt Nelson. 
Roja.